0: Hey, what's happening, you guys? This is the Proclivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Cochran, and I'm joined by the incredible co-host, Emily Rodella. Emily, how are you doing?
1: Hello. I'm doing great, thanks. How are you?
0: I'm doing fantastic. I want to take this opportunity to let you do the intro And talk about the proclivity method, and what we're getting into. So, I'm going to be quiet. I know as everyone gasps, (gasps) Joel's going to be quiet, (laughs) and Emily is going to take us through it. Coach, you knock knock everybody off. Podcast. You know what, Emily? do do whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want to do. (laughs) Do whatever you want to do.
1: Well, today, folks, (laughs) we're going to be talking about. Uh, healthier birth control options or anything around that. So things like the fertility awareness method, if you're not familiar with that, we'll, we'll tell you all about it. Um, and all about birth control in general, right? Pros, the cons, if, if it makes sense for you, if it doesn't, how to transition off of it um, safely, right? Answer any questions and fears that people may have about it. Um, and then, yeah, some takeaways in terms of if you are going to do it, how do you go about it? Who does it make most sense for? So we'll, we'll talk all about birth control.
0: This is very interesting for me in a multitude of ways. And there, (laughs) y'all buckle in because we're going to go all kinds of different ways. I got lots of questions. I have my (laughs) own personal experiences. You have your own personal experiences. Uh Uh-huh. You guys, we're about to get real personal here, okay? when it When it comes to birth control in general, let's let's do a baseline here before we start getting into our personal experiences, because I have my my personal experiences with birth control and uh, uh, you know learning about birth control in school and so on and so forth. Let's first mm-hmm. talk about birth control. Okay. What kind of options? are there when it comes to birth control because for the most part it's from what i know and of course i'm a man Mm -hmm. it's oh are you on the pill or you're not on the pill or maybe Mm -hmm. iud uh that's that's about the two (laughs) um i know there's many different options out there so let's talk about them what do we got
1: Yeah, so the pill is the most common one, right, because it's very uh, culturally acceptable. It's just what's prescribed in the OBGYN offices all the time, Um, and it's easy for people to do relative to the others. So there's the pill, uh, hormonal birth control, so it's it's synthetic hormones through the pill. There's a patch that does something similar. There's something called the ring. There's IUDs, as you mentioned, and IUDs can be hormonal or non-hormonal. Um, So the hormonal ones are similar in in such that they release the hormones that prevent us from ovulating, which prevents prevents us from getting pregnant. And then the non-hormonal one is the copper IUD. A lot of females are familiar with that one. It's a a newer one um, that has been known to cause a little bit less symptoms for some people because it's non-hormonal. But it's copper, and that causes inflammation so that it's toxic for the egg and sperm, um, so it can't be housed. But anytime you cause inflammation in your body, it's causing some other issues, and it can cause copper toxicity, all these other hosts of issues too. So it's not just, it's not, it's not all rainbows and butterflies when it comes to the copper IUD. Always, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. there's shots you can get, um, and then yeah, those are the main in terms of hormonal birth control or under that category. And then of course, there's more in terms of more natural. Um, Such as, you know, abstaining and all the other things we can get into in a bit.
0: Mm, mm. And the and the pill itself was was invented back in nineteen fifty or nineteen sixties, right? And I don't know if you know the answer to this. I don't. It just came to me. What what was the reason for it? Was there?
1: Uh, Yeah, I. I mean, the reason for it is to prevent people from having kids who don't want kids, right? Right, of course. <laughs> and there's a lot of people in poverty. Um, so I think it was a big welfare, I'm, I'm a guessing here, I, I shouldn't have looked this up, but um, I think it was part of like a welfare program. I know at least um, in other countries, it was a big push to help save money, basically, mm-hmm. help get people out of poverty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but Just- yeah, again, that was like, they didn't know anything about what we know today from it.
0: Right, right, because kids are expensive. Yeah, <laughs> they expensive, and uh, being Me- a-
1: mentally and financially.
0: <laughs> Ment- mentally, mentally and financially, one hundred percent. And so the the pill came out, and when they first came out with the pill, the the levels of estrogen, right, were like relatively high. Like the, the, like the hormones itself, the pill itself, um, was relatively high in comparison to it, it is today.
1: Mm, oh yeah. They were probably like way overdosing, um, mm-hmm. and they probably adjusted since then. And, um, yeah, it's anytime you have it, that's a big problem with a lot of, um, hormone things in general, whether we're getting them synthetically or in imbalance in, in our own bodies, a big one is estrogen dominance. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, too much estrogen does what to the body?
1: A lot of things. <laughs> A cascade of events. Um, yeah, like moodiness, foggy brain, cramps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the whole list of like PMS basically it can be anywhere on that spectrum. It's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything we, when you think of hormonal imbalance, um, that's usually what it's from. Right. Heat, you know, the night sweats, all those things.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and we'll get in a little bit more in terms of talking about hormonal birth control just due to the fact that it is one of the most common um, used uh, methods of birth control. And you know me. I always like asking a question. So only three letters. It's just why. <laughs> <laughs> why did Hormonal birth control become so prevalent, and this is an open discussion—not necessarily like, "Hey, we know for sure." But mm-hmm. you know, from a sub- from a subjective view, why do you think that birth control, uh, hormonal birth control, the pill mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: became so prevalent?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, anytime there's like a, a new pharmaceutical, doctors get taught about it, right? And usually it's in the positive form. Of like, this is what's going to help with. They don't tell, tell you too much or get too in-depth with what it's hard or what the negative side effects are. Yet, you know, so we'll talk about the positives, right? So it likely became popular because it was a way to prevent pregnancy and still have sex. Mm-hmm. be fine, right? Yeah. That's probably number one. Number two, a lot of doctors prescribe birth control for those issues I was just talking about: acne, um, irregular periods, feeling uh, moody. Those things, which is quite funny because usually when you go on birth control, that can cause those things even worse. <laughs> um, yeah, it can help with things. Uh, what doctors, you know, will say, it can help with things like PCOS. Um, so any kind of other hormonal balance, for some people, it's been known to help balance those things out. Um, and then we're we're told when we're fr- from a young age, right? Like, oh, don't have babies when you're young, right? That's too hard, understandably. Um, and this is the only, this is how you don't have babies: is take the pill. Like I didn't, I wasn't presented with any other option, um, at least from my doctor, from the school, you know, other than abstinence. I will say that was <laughs> taught for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, at that age, that's a hard concept to grasp, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and so yeah, I would say those benefits of not getting pregnant, um, it can mm-hmm. help with other side effects. So I think the stat is sixty percent of women taking hormonal birth control it's for symptoms, not just to prevent pregnancy. Wow. And then um, and then it's a culturally acceptable thing to do. That's what we're told from our doctor.
0: Yeah yeah and that's the, that's the piece in part, right in terms of you know my my personal experience is when we start getting taught about sex, right? Sex ed. Mm-hmm. And in sex ed at least w- when I went through it, right back in the 90s, that it was really black and white. Okay? Hey, the best thing to do is just don't have sex. Mm-hmm. Right, but if you are going to, make sure that you wear a condom or mm-hmm. you have some type of, some type of birth control. And right. from what I knew is, hey, are you on the pill? Right? Mm-hmm. Are we on the pill? And it creates this mindset. I believe, at least for me, I'm going to personally talk for me is, like, sex is is black and white. It's like good or bad, right? Toss in a little bit of religion or personal, uh, experiences or what your family thinks or your mom or dad thinks. And all of a sudden you're, you're really on your own when it comes to sex, experimenting with sex, uh, birth control, all these different aspects. And we want to guide our children through all these parts of their lives in terms of school and athletics and relationships but when it comes to sex right okay. the brakes are put on
1: mm-hmm. so
0: now we're left at a vulnerable age really you know because uh we looked at it and um most women start birth control at age 16. Mm-hmm you're at age 16 hormones are going crazy and you're all by yourself when you're thinking about you know birth control and my option with birth control mm-hmm. and sex what sex is it, it, it's such a taboo thing to talk about yet we'll present it in songs in movies right and so we're learning sex in this different aspect instead of learning about our bodies how sex feels with the body is how it can affect our bodies sex and 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 getting pregnant and so on and so forth Mm -hmm. your your period the hormones with it um i i i personally feel there could be a better way in terms of being able to talk about sex birth control and so on Mm and so forth do you agree? Do you disagree? That yeah. is coming from, this is coming from a <laughs> man, right? A man's perspective. Yet I'm interested in your thoughts.
1: Oh, 100%. It's the same way I think about nutrition education in school too, right? Like our parents are doing what the best of what they thought they were doing at the time. So when you're, you know, they were feeding us chicken nuggets or whatever mm. it is and being like, oh, that's protein. Like it's good. Not realizing because they just didn't know right? same thing they're like I don't want my child to have a child early so I want to protect them and you know direct them to the pill or whatever it is mm-hmm. so I get it 100% and so what it comes down to is more education and a more emphasis on that inner whether it be school system whether it be parenting all of the above right um, yeah I think I think all of the above <laughs> definitely from a parents point of view but they first have to be educated right
0: well and they have to be comfortable with their sexuality right mm-hmm. with the decisions they made in terms mm-hmm. of having their kids because maybe they had their kids who knows guys maybe you were an oopsie right but they don't really want to tell you that you were new oopsie. oh no you were planned <laughs> and loved and so much like no i was hot <laughs> and heavy all i saw was white right <laughs> I, I, I didn't know right i had a few too many whiskey shots that night <laughs> come on it, people are resonating let me, ask, <laughs> let me ask you this. Your experience, two, twofold, your experience mm-hmm. with learning about sex and birth control, I can imagine, like, at what point when you're like, oh, I'm starting to have my period. I'm, you know, I'm now a sophomore, junior in, in high school or even earlier. You know, I'm mm-hmm. interested in men, right? <laughs> What what point? Do you like do you just got like quote yeah. go, did you go up to your mom back like, hey so you know <laughs> did your mom take you to the doctor like how did that work?
1: Yeah, I had some friends who that they had a they had a good relationship <laughs> where they did that with their mom or yeah, my mom definitely took me t- to have an annual review, right? And then I could talk about it with the doctor. I would say that's probably most people's approach at least from my experience and my friends. Um is talking about it with a doctor. So it didn't have to be this weird, potentially awkward situation with your parents. I talked about it a lot with my friends and that's where I got most of my information was just what are you guys doing, (laughs) right? And a lot of times in the beginning, it was like using the plan B, right? You're like, oh, I'm scared, I don't know what to do. This is, I know this, I've been told this is the safest option if you're not on birth control already. And then usually um, by the time you have like a more serious boyfriend or, you're just wanting to, right, be more consistent with what you're doing, then Mm -hmm. that's when girls are like, oh, let's look into this. And then they talk about it in their friend group, or like I said, with their doctor. That was most common in my situation. I'm sure, again, there's there's some daughters who have great relationships with their moms and talk about it. (laughs) That was not my case.
0: Well, yet again, that's my point. How interesting is that in that our parents want to have such communication with us in so many different aspects, but sexuality is such a taboo topic particularly mm-hmm. talking to your kids about it is like oh yeah. you know you even said like that you know have that awkward situation with your mom in the room you know
1: well, yeah it's both ways you're, it's hard for your mom to communicate to what you they want you to understand and then for you to listen to be like uh-huh 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 like what do you know like <laughs> you're not a teenager <laughs>
0: oh for sure right and yeah. and that is the dichotomy of you know, mother and daughter or father and daughter yet. I believe and son, I believe we could do such a much more incredible job in being able to be open up about our sexuality, about sex, uh, you know, talking about sex. I mean, my dad never talked to me about sex. My mom talked to me about sex one time and it was, just remember, it was in front of all my other friends as well, right? <laughs> it was, just remember, guys, it only takes one squirt.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that, very that, like surface level. Uh-huh.
0: Right. Yet, <laughs> yet being able to talk about the seriousness of connection with someone else's body, giving your, your, yourself away um, or giving a piece of yourself, uh understanding the the beauty of of sex and birth and uh, a woman's body like it's it's so interesting because from what i see from uh, speaking with my girlfriends of the past of exactly your experience going to the doctor oh this is kind of awkward and it's kind of tight and so um yeah so you know I'm sexually active and I, I don't want to get Let's pregnant. So, And they go, oh, sure. We'll just be, here's a, here's a prescription. We won't need to talk any about it, right? It's not like yep. the doctor wants to talk and say, hey, tell me how your your heart feels when it comes to having <laughs> sex, you know? No, it's just like, cool. Here's your uh, prescription and uh, you can go fill it by yourself. You don't have to worry about you yep. know, having your mom with you, you know? Yep. And it's just like, whoa, the disconnect there. And then if there's a disconnect there with with sex, there can become, I'm guessing, I'm asking, a disconnect with the body. Uh, Because the Mm -hmm. the woman's body gives so many signs throughout the Mm -hmm. month of where it's at when it comes to fertility and and being non-fertile. And it's really an incredible thing. Yeah, totally. Was there a time that you learned that before you started learning it on your own?
1: No way! Yeah, I had no clue. <laughs> I was just like, I yeah, I felt alone and embarrassed to talk about it at a young age. Um, I mean, I had a sister and of course friends too, but even then, like, I we weren't like talking too much about it. And um yeah, I had no idea about what I know now in terms of you know your mucus, like the cervical mucus. That's a huge sign of if you're fertile, mm-hmm. infertile, if you're ovulating, not ovulating. That those kinds mm-hmm. of things. And mm-hmm. I had no idea, no idea. I, yeah. <laughs> i don't even remember learning about that part maybe it was like talked about once in like fifth grade but i'm like you're too young it's it's hard to grasp at that moment too because you don't know you haven't been through it yet
0: right 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 so i'm glad that we touched on that because that was one thing i really <laughs> want to touch on right and i i behoove and encourage anyone who is listening uh To not only be in touch with your own sexuality, but the sexuality with your, your partners, um, to be open about sexuality with your friends and to be open Mm -hmm. about sexuality, even with your parents. Um, it, sex is not a demonizing thing. Um, it is something that we should honor and be very careful, of, particularly because- Mm -hmm there's a lot to it, right? Emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually, so on and so forth. So um, we're not advocating one way or the other, you should have sex, you shouldn't have sex. What mm-hmm. we're saying is that being able to communicate about sex and and uh, birth control is, is really important.
1: Yeah, same like in nutrition, just being aware of how you react to different things. How is your body reacting at different times of the month to different you know, responses? Um, triggers all those things it's the same idea right we should have that same awareness there both female Mm -hmm. and male
0: Mm -hmm. i totally agree i totally agree so to to touch on uh, a little bit more of hormone we're going to focus guys on hormonal birth control just because we know a lot of people are on it um Mm -hmm. now the iud can also be hormonal right if it's not the copper
1: Mm -hmm. correct
0: okay uh, and then there's uh, injections or implants that are hormonal.
1: Uh, yeah, there's like shots that can do similar things.
0: Got you. Yep. So, all of these things are we're we're putting external hormones into us, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you touched on it a little bit. Um, what are the what are the what are the benefits of hormonal birth control? What are the drawbacks of hormonal birth control?
1: Yeah. So obviously main benefit, you're not getting pregnant most. Well, I shouldn't say that, right? It's like anywhere from 91 to 98% efficacy. I think the safe number out there is 91%. So still mm-hmm. 9% chance. Um, one other positive from for a handful of people, very small amount of people, it, it may be able to mm, decrease certain symptoms, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like PMS symptoms. Mm-hmm. Yet, I would say that's again more of a band aid approach and for the long term, not healthy overall. Mm-hmm. So, in peace of mind, right? If you're like stressed and like, oh, am I going to get pregnant? Right. Um, that might be an extra one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Those would be the only positives that I could think of. Um, and then all the cons. Oof, where do I start? So, birth, hormonal birth control, as you mentioned, it's, 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 synthetic hormones coming from an outside source. And it's literally stopping the female's body from um, ovulating, doing its normal cycle, its normal thing, and having the normal rises and drops of hormones. It's keeping them high at all times, so it's tricking your body into thinking it's pregnant in this weird way. So you don't have these normal fluctuations. And so that starts to mess with your body and Oh, man, there's so there's so many things so i'll just literally go down the list of symptoms it could let's cause. do it yeah <laughs> so brain fog so mentally a lot i hear a lot of people think like, oh, i'm just so moody i'm so stressed i mm. like get triggered so easily um you could have skin issues loss of hair constipation trouble losing weight that's a big one we hear right
0: mm-hmm.
1: um increased risk of cancer and autoimmune diseases uh that i'm i'm Fairly positive, that's what happened to me. I was diagnosed with two different autoimmune diseases in my early 20s. Um, As you mentioned before, estrogen dominance, meaning way too much estrogen. Uh, Increase of oxidative stress, that's one people might not realize. Increase inflammation overall, because Mm -hmm. this is, again, stuff coming in from the outside your body's not meant to have. Um, Depression, that's a big one, very big one. Again, goes along with the, the moodiness. Um, Other ones that people may not realize too, pain with sex or low libido. Like, it's it's, that's very common. Um, And then it depletes you. Yeah. And then it depletes you. So then going back to what you said before about like not being in tune with your body, then that gives you that, in my head, I'm like, wow, that would give, including myself, a false sense of what, how your body reacts to that uh experience mm-hmm. in what for me i was on birth control for like 11 years and I, a majority of my clients same what, like 10 15 yeah. 20 years and then you're not feeling this, having this like great experience with sex and then you move on you just don't know any different mm-hmm. like uh, like no wonder it's not a pleasurable thing for you so it, it, it's mm-hmm. sad right and then lastly it depletes you of a ton of nutrients so the main ones being a c e zinc magnesium uh coq10 is a it's a big one that helps with that brain health um that's one that i recommend for sure people be supplementing with if you are on hormonal birth control and then it depletes you of uh folate selenium these are the things that you really need to be at high operating levels when you want to become pregnant so if you're thinking about being pregnant eventually like you're depleting yourself of all these key nutrients that it's going to help for the most healthy pregnancy right So, um, and then again, there's more things. So one of my topics that I love to talk about gut health, it disrupts your gut microbiome. And we know if your gut health isn't on, it affects everything else because you're not absorbing the proper nutrients. You're um, likely getting some kind of bacterial or yeast overgrowth or imbalance. And then you are feeling like crap, you're bloated. You're, yeah, all the things that leads to eventually gut permeability, which leads to autoimmune issues, other metabolic diseases so it's uh, it's unfortunate but it, it literally causes can lead to all of these things
0: okay i'm so glad that's <laughs> <It's> a lot <laughs> i'm so glad that uh i'm here to learn you're telling me right i'm just gonna be very i, I look at evidence right here at proclivity one of the things that we mm-hmm. focus on is being able to find evidence because we tend to build false evidence against ourselves and we create this improper identity which makes it hard for us to change the habits that we want to change. It's not just as simple, guys, as being, oh, I just gotta change the habit. Oh, I gotta get back on track. You using that type of language in general already is a red sign that you are you have a false identity, right? I gotta get back on track. You had, what? You gotta get back to where you were? No, you can't go backwards, right? So that doesn't make any dang sense. Yet, yeah, I digress we're talking about evidence here what i heard you say is the benefits is that you don't get pregnant okay cool we covered the benefits (laughs) the drawbacks is that you have a low sex drive wait a second anyone out there who's in their 20s or 30s who on a low sex drive raise your hand said not a single hand go up okay There can be weight gain, cancer, GI distress. It could affect you from being able to get pregnant when you want to get pregnant, depression, acne. What the (laughs) F word is -hmm. going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So with that, the evidence shows that this is not healthy for us. Plus the biggest one, which has been huge in talking to you about this, this disconnect from our body we're all about in proclivity being able to connect to our bodies we believe in mind heart stomach connection being able to know how your mind can affect the way your body feels and if we're disconnected from mm-hmm. our reproduction that I mean a key source for women of being able to know basically when you have your superpowers You know, like, it's (laughs) when you get in tune, you know when you can max out. Mm -hmm.
1: You
0: Mm -hmm. know when you might be more creative throughout the month than you would at different times. Like, women, uh, let me rephrase this. What I've heard is that, from society, is that being a woman or emotions can be bad. And I'm looking at it like, no, y'all have superpowers. Right, and when you know when to use the superpower, it's incredible. But if you don't know the tool and how to use it, then of course mm-hmm. it's gonna be like, man, this seems like, a, like just too much,
1: mm-hmm. you know? And,
0: yeah. s- and so like, with all of these drawbacks, why are, pe- why are women taking hormonal birth control?
1: Yeah, it's fairly simple. One, like we mentioned before, it's the doctor saying this is the solution. Again, if you if you are close to PCOS, if you have any of those PMS issues, oh, this will fix those. Oh, okay. If you don't know any different, like great, that'll fix that pain, that potential, you know, illness or issue. Okay, you don't know any different. Um, and obviously, stopping pregnancy and people not knowing the other options. And I will say, like, totally honest the other options do require more effort. Same with nutrition though, right? <laughs> more, a, a little bit more effort and no, like understanding what's going on, what feels good, what doesn't feel good what, um, <clears throat> what makes sense in terms of what's the best fit for you. And it just requires that extra attention to it. And people aren't willing, either don't know, Or they're not willing to put in the effort because as we'll get into it the for you know going off hormonal with birth control you do have to be more in tune with your body you have to pay attention to certain things and be on top of it
0: and okay from what what i heard you say is that it does take more effort right How, how long have you been on off hormonal birth control
1: uh about five years
0: okay and through those five years, is it, is it harder now? Was it harder in the beginning? What is it like now for you five years later?
1: No, it's, yeah, it's much easier now, right? It's that first initial like, learning curve hump, I'd say, depending on the person, anywhere from three months to six months of being like, okay, I have to, get to take my temperature every morning. I have to get into a rhythm, tune into the other aspects of my health so I have my period every month, so it is consistent, so I can track these things, right? Mm-hmm. So it's taking mm-hmm. some time. To one, learn what you need to track. Two, track it, and and give yourself all the healthy things otherwise, so mm-hmm. you can be more consistent with that. Because when you're when you're out of whack with things, you're not having your period regularly. You're under eating, or you're over exercising, or all the opposite things. Mm-hmm. Um, then your period might be wacky. Your your symptoms might be different, and so it's harder mm-hmm. to track.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you feel now in compas- comparison? to being on hormonal birth control?
1: Well, again, like I mentioned before, I was diagnosed with two different autoimmune diseases. I had, um, you now my laundry list of symptoms. I had seizures, mm-hmm. kidney stones, rashes that didn't go away on my skin, um, chronic pain in my legs, um, there's more. I mm-hmm. didn't have a period, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now I don't have any of those, so <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, much better feel much better and i'm not gonna say it's just from the birth control right i did a lot of other all-around health things but i'm sure that played a big role in it
0: and let me ask you this too do you feel more connected to your body doing a more natural birth control than before
1: yeah 100 um not yes Paying attention to those symptoms and in terms of what we talked about before, like better sex drive, understanding, like I had pain when I was younger with it. So I just didn't, it wasn't as enjoyable. Um, So all the things we mentioned before, I had some level to some of those and now I don't. So um, yeah, much better. Again, I, I, it's all, we check off all the boxes of health all around, right? The foundations Mm -hmm. including sleep, nutrition, exercise, and this being one of them though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I can imagine um, even just getting into this as of recently, and, and we're going to start talking about um, fertility awareness here. It's it's actually even for me as a man, it's it's very um, enriching, em- empowering. Uh, my my may also be the word of like being in being in tune with your partner and their cycles right and like this natural it's natural it's mm-hmm. it's it's understanding it's it's almost like this like encouragement of like wow this is really cool i have found myself being very interesting i mean i've asked you a ton <laughs> of questions right <laughs> uh, yeah and and just have been very fascinated by it because again what i learned was if you're gonna have sex you're gonna get pregnant
1: right. well
0: unless you're on yep. the birth control mm-hmm. yet now it's like wait a second then you start doing like the research again this is the whole, whole point of proclivity is being able to go it's really not that complicated folks right there's a lot of studies out there that, have, that, that are really false and really led us astray and mm-hmm. i believe this is also one of them because do you say the the efficacy of uh hormonal birth control is
1: yeah,
0: 91%. And fertility awareness, if you're on top of it, is what?
1: 98.
0: 98%. You're more in tune with your body. You don't. Your, things aren't holding you down. You're, you're having better sex. You have, you're have. you losing weight. You're not having cancer. No autoimmune disease, right? When you're ready mm-hmm. to get pregnant, you're going to get pregnant, and you're going to rock it out of the freaking park.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yet, simple and easy are not the same thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I might, you know, I could hear people on the other side of this listening be like, well, I have PCOS or this issue and that other, how do I fix that? It's other, there's other root causes, Mm. right? People back in the day didn't need a hormonal birth control to fix that. It's oftentimes blood sugar dysregulation, right? Inflammation from the oils we're eating, all those different things. We're not sleeping well, our circadian rhythm's out of whack. So there's other things to help with that. It's just so easy for us in Western medicine to say, hey, let's take this pill, right? Right,
0: right. Right.
1: But if you have those problems and you're like, well, where do I go next? Let me know. And I can help you out. <laughs> Boom.
0: Boom. Let Emily know. Don't reach out to me unless you want to mentally talk about it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so, which helps as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because we were talking to a client the other day and they had a lot of worries. What, from what you experience yourself and other women you've talked to, what are the biggest <laughs> scares or worries about getting off hu- hormonal birth control and getting into something like fertility awareness?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. Number one, getting pregnant, not wanting to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that was number one on my mind, and I, almost everyone I talked to. Um, oh, am I going to do it right? Do I know what I'm doing? And, you know, if because with fertility awareness you track your temperature. So there's more up to date versions today that are e- easier than this, but before the last couple of years, you had to take your temperature every morning. And it's like, if you don't get perfect sleep, if you drank the night before, if you're sick, that can disrupt that reading, that -hmm. symptom reading. And um, then you're like, shoot, well, I don't know if this is perfect. And so there's a lot of worry of Mm -hmm. getting pregnant because if you're not doing it perfectly. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, Another big one is that transition. Anytime your your hormones fluctuate, getting on birth control, getting off birth control, um having a baby getting pregnant postpartum anytime you have giant fluctuations of hormones you are at greater risk for a lot of things so depression Mm. um autoimmune diseases it's it's this weird transition where your body's a little bit more vulnerable vulnerable to to catch on to other things Mm -hmm. so oftentimes when people get off birth control they have what's called post birth control syndrome Mm -hmm. and they either have like bad acne, bad skin, um, really moody, again, depressed, all these different things um, can happen, bad headaches, migraines. And yeah, that might happen. Yet what it, go back to what are your long-term goals and outcomes? right? And there are ways to go about making those less extreme. Um, so that's number two is, okay, like when I get off from birth control, how is my body gonna react? um because we yeah our body's lacking and all of a sudden it gets the outside source gets stopped and it's like whoa i need to recalibrate and that takes some time Mm -hmm. anywhere from three months to a year and for some other people even longer
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. so those are the top two for sure
0: yeah yeah. not
1: knowing what's gonna happen
0: and those fears right we talk about fears Mm -hmm. and pro and, and proclivity right the what ifs you know, what if I, you know, get depressed like I was when I was sixteen? Well, yep. we're painting that picture already. So whether yeah. you're on a hormonal birth control or not, yes, is that going to have a, a more of effect? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yet, if you're already painting it with your picture, you're creating the the gloom and doom right out the gate. Right. You're going to create a bigger barrier from moving away from uh, hormonal yeah. birth control into a more natural. Um, birth control uh, method
1: right because yeah and another one i didn't mention which is a big one is weight gain that's common um, again mm. your body's trying to recalibrate it doesn't trust itself it doesn't feel safe because it's, it's confused mm-hmm. um and so you might have weight gain and a lot of people honestly speaking don't want that right yeah yet again for me thinking long-term health my that's where my brain always goes right. how do i want to be long-term, optimally, living longer, healthy, happy, being able to move with my grandchildren, great-grandchildren, all those things. Yep. Um, you have to go through this process, right? So it's a matter of, like you said, okay, I might have some, some symptoms arise. Yeah, I can get all through right. this and I'm gonna get support mm-hmm. where I can Yep. and it'll be temporary.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It makes a big difference.
0: It's, uh, it's again, folks, Sometimes you got to let go of that old identity. Actually, I I retract most of the time. (laughs) You're going to have to let go of that old identity, the things you've always told yourself, right? Oh, you know me. I'm just fill in the blank. Who told you that? Who told you that you're just a busy bee? You're just a wound up clock. You know, you're just crazy. Who told you that? That's an identity you created. Being able to separate ourselves and create the new identity is vital. And sometimes, most of the time, we're gonna have to take a step back, we're gonna have to slow things down, and we're gonna have to go, oh, Mm -hmm. so every morning I'm gonna have to take my temperature, huh? That's really Mm -hmm. simple, you guys. Actually, that's really simple. We're not asking you to, to figure out an equation. Rest and you take your temperature, right? Oh, you're going to have to look at uh, your uh, veg- vag- vaginal fluids. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All right. hey, there you go, my yeah. guy. Yeah, you got it. Right.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that effort. <laughs> right. It's Quite
0: simple, right? Yeah. Not, just paying not, attention. Yeah. Yep. Just paying attention. So. We've now covered that there's a lot of side effects to human birth control. Its efficacy actually isn't as as great as we think it is. And there's another way that's 98% effective. So it takes away that first one, right? Of, oh, I'm gonna get pregnant. If you're doing it correctly and you're in tune with your body, Mm -hmm. right? So we're actually going, no, we're actually, we're uh, decreasing your chances of getting pregnant by getting off hormonal birth control from what the studies mm-hmm. show okay guys
1: yeah percentage not, wise yep. Yep,
0: percentage wise we're not doctors here so let's move on to a more natural birth control method what are some different forms of natural birth control and what is the form that you do and that we suggest mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah so i'll read through the options and then I'll, yeah i'll get into it so there's a, of course abstinence just not partaking <laughs> uh the pull out method right so right before the guy ejaculates you just pull out <clears throat> make sure you do that on time <laughs> mm-hmm. uh wearing a condom right that's even lower percentages than what we're talking about in terms of tracking your cycle um there's ovulation testing strips so you pee on them it can tell you if you're in ovulation or not um and then having some education around that of like okay a couple days around that be extra careful Um, and then the fertility awareness method is is what i follow in that 98 percent that we're talking about and so that's tracking your your basal body temperature every morning i started out that way now that's why i got the aura ring because it tracks that for me and it just synced up with natural cycles the fertility tracking app and they connect to each other and you input your cervical mucus, the food, what it's looking like at, you know, each day you put in your symptoms, you, it takes the temperature from your aura ring and it puts it all together in a formula and figures out, oh, you're fertile today. Oh, you're not fertile today. And it'll give you, um, an accurate reading and it may take, yes, two, three, four months to get the accurate readings. So there might be a period where you might, might want to practice abstinence for a while. <laughs> good time to get to know your own body uh-huh. right uh-huh. <laughs> so and, and going into that more it's it's getting to understanding how your hormones ebb and flow when you're actually able to get pregnant because it's a small window five six days but in the 30-day window say um that you can actually get pregnant and so there are times you can if you know in your certain stage then you have no worries about it and then when you're in a certain stage okay I'm more cautious either I'm at not having sex at this time I am Mm -hmm. using some of these other methods, a pull-out method, using a condom, whatever else. Mm -hmm. So you can use all those methods into one, really. Um, Mm -hmm. Yet that is what I do and have been doing again for five, almost five years. And I've gotten pregnant once, but that was when I knew (laughs) it was a possibility. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I have a beautiful baby boy. So Mm -hmm. yeah, um, not to say, yeah, it's the option for everyone, but that is what I'd recommend it for optimal health long-term
0: how come why
1: because your body's natural way of being Mm -hmm. right with the hormonal birth control any of the the other options there are risks like major ones Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. whether you realize it or not whether you feel it right now or not it's going to be 10 years 15 20 30 years down the road um there's a study like uh, you're 30 or 40 percent more likely to have insulin resistance or uh pre-diabetes or diabetes when you go into menopause if you've been on birth control for six, only six months at any point in your life wow and there's wow. i'm sure there's many others because again it increases your risk of cancer and all these other things so it's it, you might just not make the connection of being like oh that, did birth control really cause that we don't know 100 for sure
0: other than mm-hmm. in these
1: studies right of the correlations mm-hmm. and
0: mm-hmm.
1: yet we know it causes these nutrient depletions we know it causes oxidative stress we know those things lead to those things too so right. it's just really stacking the odds against you when you're when you're doing this
0: it's so interesting to me right because i mean we get we get it quite often right when we're working with women anywhere i mean honestly anywhere in from like the 30s to 60s of Hormones. Well my hormones are off. I'm mm-hmm. seeing a hormone specialist, a hormone doctor. I want to right and yet we're we're again, I'm going back to you know you know, talking about sex and being open and so on and so forth. We don't talk about it enough and then we're put on this birth control, and then this birth control has this effect on our hormones. And then it creates this long term effect where we're, where it, when it comes to working with people like you and me and other nutritionists Mm -hmm. and coaches, it becomes a lot more difficult because those hormones Mm -hmm. really are wacky, right? Mm -hmm. Add in stress, add in lack of sleep, add in, you know, refined foods, add in, you know, fears and stories from the past. Mm -hmm. No wonder most people are in a, a state of obesity or type two diabetes or some type of metabolic disease, a, mm-hmm. a, a wild, wild yep. to me. Um, so let me ask you this, on your personal experience, how did you get into fertility awareness and how do we suggest people getting off hormonal birth control and onto fertility awareness? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I started by educating myself. I read a, a good, really all-encompassing book. is called The Fertility Awareness Method. Um, it's it's a book. It's like a giant textbook, yet very informative and gives you the confidence, like, oh, okay, I know how to track my cycle now. I know what's going on. Um, there's that. There is one called Beyond the Pill, and there's another one that I'm, I'm blanking. It's in my bookcase back here. I'm blanking on the name, but there are a couple of really good books out there, and we can put them in the show notes, of educating yourself on how your body works and the timing and how to track your cycle. Um, and then I got, you can, you don't have to get the Oura Ring, right? If you can't afford an Oura Ring in the Natural Cycles app, you can get literally just the, the cheapest way, a cheap thermometer, take your temperature every morning, track it, and use the method they teach you in the books, and you can even Google it. You, you can Google how to track your cycle. Um, pen and paper on an Excel spreadsheet, however you want to do it. Or you can go, you know, make it a little easier. Use the Natural Cycles app. There's a few other apps out there as well. Um, Daisy Temp Drop, I believe, a few others. Um, or even go to the Ora Rate and get the the double whammy. <clears throat> um, so educating yourself, number one. Um, f- some way to take your temperature. Some way to track your other symptoms of um, cervical fluids, and potentially you can even do the the test strips. You know, whatever level you feel most confident with. Comments with, but I would start with that education piece of how do I track my cycle? Number two, because we talked about transitioning from the pill off, that can be a hard, you know, thing on your body. So you can start taking certain nutrients, the pill, we know that the pill depletes, start taking those and start regulating as much of anything else you can otherwise. So getting your body really in sync with your circadian rhythm, supporting your liver because your liver gets hit hard with birth control. So more fiber, less chemicals, look at your beauty products, look at your cleaning products, look at what you use in your house. Um, Managing stress is huge, right? We know stress causes so many things in all different sorts of forms, but making sure you're paying attention to how can I lower my stress and manage it effectively? And then uh, lastly, eating enough food, getting enough sleep and rest, um having to balance there, moving your body because that helps detoxify your liver as well. But also on the other end, am I getting enough rest and enough sleep? Am I in a good circadian rhythm? All those things are gonna stack the odds in your favor to have less of those post birth control symptoms.
0: So what you're saying is everyone should do the proclivity method and then <laughs>
1: in all seriousness, yes, because it's gonna it's gonna make things the most easy in terms of transition.
0: And it's a three month program.
1: <laughs> just saying guys that's
0: sure. girls excuse me ladies women um it's just a good idea good idea <laughs> so when it comes to transitioning over from a hormonal birth control is it just something that you just you just stop taking or you know should you really talk to your doctor or is your doctor gonna <laughs> be western medicine and be like no you listen impression. to those proclivity guys what do they know
1: yeah, that's why I, I recommend really educating yourself first because a lot of doctors, I've heard it from many, my own doctors in the past and lots of clients of their doctor been what? Like, no, stay on birth control, in, especially postpartum moms. They go to their six-week appointment. The doctor's, for, like, one of their main questions is, oh, want to start birth control again? So <laughs> have, your, have what your goals are in mind, your questions, mm-hmm. your knowledge, so you can go in there and be like, okay, this is what my goal is what do you suggest? Um, because some might say, Oh, taper off of it in some fancy way, or yeah, we'll just stop it. Or you have a, a certain time where you stop it within the month. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, yeah, I would, I would personally ask my doctor about it. Who knows what they're going to say cause everyone's different, but most Western, Western medicine doctors will be like, Ooh, why? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: so mm-hmm. no be armed with the knowledge. of being like, okay, well, these are my goals. I'm sticking to them. So thanks for your input. Moving on, <laughs> um, but again, doing what you're comfortable with is most important, and so having that education and knowledge is key. I
0: love it. I love it, and I want to say something because mm-hmm. Emily, you're so sweet. Yet, yeah, this needs to be said. Okay. Uh oh. When it comes to having a child, it is much more expensive than buying a four hundred dollar aura ring. Buy the order ring. <laughs> Yes. Buy the app. Pay for the subscriptions. <laughs> it is Super well quiet. worth it. Okay. yeah, It's like eighty
1: dollars for natural cycles, and yeah, maybe four. It's three to four hundred dollars for the ordering, depending on which one you get. <laughs> mm,
0: I'm sure people have spent more on a coffee than than that. Okay. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Listen.
1: Or just the. The birth control in general,
0: yeah. Or the birth control in general. It's like when we tell people like, hey, you really need to do this fish oil. Well, that fish oil is $60. I can get it at Costco for $25. Mm -hmm. What is happening here? There is a disconnect. You want to live a healthy and happy life, yet you would rather pay for the car, the house, the shoes, the clothes, the experiences, the this, the that, then go, you get one body. That's it. The shoes will be gone. The house will be gone. All of that will be gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You get one body. So true. So you get true. one body. So I, I needed to butt in there because I appreciate it. I appreciate listen, it. Listen, <laughs> folks. That they there with the technology today is incredibly helpful. And useful tools and is well worth your money
1: mm-hmm.
0: so to wrap this up em,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we talked about we talked a lot we talked about hey our experiences with with sex and birth control and getting on birth control and, and the psychological the physiological sides uh, how to be able to transition um, the benefits of fertility awareness uh, the drawbacks of hormonal birth control if somebody's in there and they're like, man, okay, you've thrown a lot at me. Give me a one, two, three step process. I'm mm-hmm. ready. I'm ready to get off hormonal birth control. What are my one, two, three steps? I want you to them very direct. This isn't, mm-hmm. hey, it depends kind of the situation. Do they, <laughs> hey, I want you to read this book first, right? I want you then to do, uh, you know, this, get the app, buy the aura Ring, uh talk to your doctor what are the one two three steps that you would give
1: yeah get the uh fertility awareness method book read it take make time to read it however fast or slow you want to i'd say a month give yourself a month maybe up to three months right do the education piece first then get the app and the aura ring Make yourself an appointment with your doctor if need be to get you off the birth control i personally i just stopped going or stopped filling the prescription i should say um <clears throat> and i just stopped it right before that last like the white pills um then arm yourself with like stack the odds in your favor when it comes to your health otherwise so take the nutrients supplements if need be eat the good foods Manage the stress, that liver like all the things around it to set yourself up for success for that transition. Mm. So mm.
0: And what, what, again, would be, edu- what would be the supplements? Uh-huh. So you keep you've kept you've said supplements a couple of different times. Yeah. What, what, it's a what,
1: lot. So so I instead of like getting them individually, I would go with like a prenatal or a multivitamin for women. Yet again, it comes back to quality. So really make sure it's a quality one with folate, not folic acid, with the right magnesium, not magnesium oxide, right? All these things.
0: Cool, which one?
1: Um, so I love seeking health prenatal and mm-hmm. full circle is another option. Some, sometimes seeking health is out of stock. So those two would be great options to start with. And then CoQ10, mm-hmm. uh, that would be one that might not be in a prenatal that you'd want to add on 100 to 400 milligrams a day. Um, start there and then see how you feel.
0: And would we get that from Seeking Health as well?
1: I've not looked to see if they have one specifically. Probably, yeah, I can definitely recommend one on full script for anyone interested. Shoot me a message on Instagram, an email, and I can get mm. you set up with that.
0: Cool, cool, there it is, there it is, folks. Listen, I have mm-hmm. a feeling we'll be coming back to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, there's a lot more to go into, for sure. There, there's definitely more to come, go into. Um, We are big supporters of the Fertility Awareness uh, Method. Um, We'll put everything we talked about into the the show notes so that you can have an easy click and go. We we don't have any affiliation with them. Uh, We just want you to, again, live a healthier and happier life. And being able to be in tune with your body is a main source of focus here at Proclivity from mind to heart, to stomach, to uterus. Okay, we just went down <laughs> one more level.
1: I like that. <laughs> okay.
0: If if you are ready to take the step, if you're sitting here going like, listen, I want a, I want a healthy, healthy body. I want a happy life. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of jumping from diet to diet. I, I'm, I'm tired of not feeling fulfilled in my life. And, and not having direction. I'm tired of these doubts and the self-doubt. That's what we do, guys. Go to www.proclivity.co. Book a clarity call. Even just in that clarity call, you're going to get a lot of clarity. <laughs> you're going to get Emily and I, and we're going to be able to talk to you about what's going on, what we suggest. We can talk about fertility awareness. Mm-hmm. We can talk about nutrition, sleep, circadian rhythms, right? Uh, uh, identity. We can talk about it all. Make the move. Action begets action. Go do it. The question is, why not? And the answer is what, Emily? Uh, yes. 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 We're so good at this. <laughs> if you guys have listened to our podcast, the thing is we say it all the time. <laughs> Emily just gets like, she gets a little caught up in stage fright. <laughs> if you saw it on YouTube right? I literally just mouthed yes. So, so that should we got on the same page. That was fantastic. Oh my gosh. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Episode 81. Again, feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. Emily, anything else?
1: No, yeah, definitely reach out with any questions. I know it can be a scary jump for some. Uh, I've been there myself. So yeah, reach out with any questions. Be happy to help.
0: All right, that's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode we're gonna be tuning back in episode 82 next week and until then
1: have the best day ever she did it you guys we're all gonna give <laughs> her laugh. a round of applause it. we got a round <laughs> applause have
0: the best day ever guys we love you